Welcome to my podcast. My name is Jamin Gerker. I'm a realtor in South Central Alaska, and my mission is to help people build intentional and significant legacies for themselves and their families by coaching them in real estate. And this podcast exists to really show the authentic stories of those who are actually moving up here to Alaska or from those who are currently living up here and talking about their experience of having lived up here for an extended period of time. And today I'm very lucky and fortunate to have a couple of my friends who recently moved up here, Sean and Erica. Um, they moved up here just recently, actually during the winter time. And um, you know, we have them under contract for a house right now. And um, we're very excited to kind of hear about their experience and hear kind of their tips, tricks, and insights that they have for having moved up here. So, you know, guys, thanks, uh, thanks for being on the podcast today. I know um, Sean just got off a um, shift at 7 a.m. just a couple hours ago, so <laughs> I appreciate you guys being here. Yeah, thanks for having us. We're happy to be here. Yep, absolutely. So let's go and just jump right in real quick here then. Um, the first question I have is where are you guys coming from and what made you initially start to um, you know, think about moving up here to Alaska? So we moved up here from North Carolina which uh, both of our families are on the East Coast. I've got family in Virginia, and Erica's got family in South Carolina, so we were situated about right in between. And um, I think it was more Erica that, that started the whole idea of possibly moving back when you know, we, we never thought it would be possible. It was kind of one of those things we kind of tossed back and forth. Yeah, I kept, I kept sending him, I was going on Zillow and just kept sending him houses in Alaska. I was like, can we move? <laughs> What's uh Alaska while he was at work? It was great. <laughs> and that's uh that that's kind of the the gateway drug really for getting people up here. Just slowly start sending them houses and pictures, and it usually takes care of the rest. Yeah. So, so Erica, was there any specific thing that got you kind of thinking about moving up here? Was it the had you visited before? Like I had never been up. I had never been up here before. Um, my family is actually originally from Oregon, and so moving from the Northwest down south was definitely a change for me. And I was not dealing with the with the heat very well. Still don't like it. <laughs> um, and so um, we're both outdoorsy. Um, we like to go backpacking, hiking, stuff like that. So I in Alaska is always something. Ever since we started dating, was Alaska has always been one of those kind of dream dream locations for us so i wanted the cold and i know that he prefers the cold so i said let's move to alaska <laughs> yeah that uh that kind of seems to be the magnet for people who who don't really like the heat very much <laughs> yeah, absolutely yeah outstanding so what were some of the the big initial challenges that you guys had when you were looking and moving up here because i know a lot of people they kind of get stuck in the i call it kind of the division setting stage where it's like oh yeah that'd be that would be really nice but there's kind of a small percentage of people who move beyond that and actually start taking steps to actually make it happen so what were some of those some of those big steps you guys did initially yeah so at first you're, you're right it is like a very much you're only thinking of oh the mountains and you know stuff i've never seen you kind of get that glamorous picture of what what it's like and um, I remember I, I had a, a pretty cozy job in North Carolina and we had a house, everything, and we were comfortable. And, um, I remember getting the job offer. I applied for the job up here and, uh, didn't really think I was going to get it. 
And so I remember texting back uh, to Eric. I was in uh, Lebanon, Tennessee, getting my airframe and power plant license that I would need to have even applied for this job. And uh, I texted her and I said, look, there's a job posting in Anchorage for, for uh, Alaska Airlines. Should I do it? <laughs> She's like, why not? I was like, okay, well, I'll put in for it, see what happens. And I was just kind of thinking it was going to be one of those things where you don't hear back for a few weeks, months, don't need to worry about it. But it was not long before they hit back and were starting to force me into getting to the position where we needed to make a decision. So it kind of hit me like a ton of bricks. I remember there was this emotional roller coaster where you're sitting there and you're looking at the logistics and you're you're like, wow, this is this is so much work. I don't know if we can do this. I don't know if we should do this. <laughs> And um, I remember my dad told me, he said, if y'all don't do this, you're always going to regret it. And, you know, I think that rung true. I think that's absolutely true. I think if we stayed where we were, which wouldn't have been anything wrong with it, but I think I always would have, I think both of us always would have regretted, like, what would it have been like had we done this? Yeah, so it, it, it. It was it was it was it was emotional because we we're we we're completely up here alone. Uh, <laughs> there's no family whatsoever. Uh, my closest family's in Oregon, and um, it, it, and like you said, like we were completely com comfortable. Everything like we we both both great jobs and and a house. Like we were we were great, and then all of a sudden it's, it, it, we just. <laughs> We started completely over, so we started getting down, like researching. Okay, should we sell everything? Uh, start completely over. What do we do? So that was. It. You're looking at all the things you have, and you're like, oh, all this is going to be sold or moved, and mm -hmm. it's a. You had to figure out what you had an emotional attachment to, which didn't, which you're okay with losing. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, you'd you'd be surprised. Like for me, when I was you know, moving before consolidating down all my stuff, weirdly enough, like it was my couches that like, I had the, like the biggest emotional attachment to it's like, I, I don't understand why, but yeah, I just like selling those and like sitting in the living room on like a lawn chair, just like really hit me like a ton of bricks. <laughs> yeah. It starts disappearing and people are coming in and out buying stuff from you. And <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like, man, I feel more like a commodity right now more than, <laughs> Yeah, I got to a point where everything downstairs um, had been completely packed up because that's where li our living area was. And he asked one night, he goes, you want to watch a movie? Because I think the TV was one of the last things to go. And because uh, <laughs> I wanted to hang on to it as long as we could. And uh, he's just like, you want to watch a movie? I said, uh, so we had chairs and everything down there. I was like, I can't do this. <laughs> so I made him, I made him pull everything upstairs just so we can watch the movie in bed. I was like, I'm not, I can't, I can't sit down there. I'm like, it's too, it's too emotional for me to see this right now. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. Okay. I'm glad, glad to hear I'm not the only one then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it, it, it was, it was hard, but, um, I think it's I think it's amazing because it gets easier when you take that first step. When you when you decide in your mind this is what I'm going to do, then you just start breaking it down into tasks. You're like, okay, I, today I'm going to research how much it costs to get a vehicle shipped up, and then that's what I'll do. And then you do that, and then you feel that sense of accomplishment. You're like, okay, we're moving, we're making progress, mm -hmm. and uh, that was really helpful for me. Yeah, I mean, really with helping people over the years here kind of make that move and having, you know, moved a lot myself, I've kind of noticed the 
exactly what you mentioned, that it's really that first step, kind of breaking that inertia and just starting the motion. That's usually the most difficult part. Um, but yeah, no, totally. hundred percent agree with that. So, Absolutely. so when you guys came up here, did you use the Alcan? Did you guys fly ferry system? Like, you know, kind of let people know what was your chosen route to get up here. So we did a little bit of both. Uh, Erica flew to Oregon. She was staying with a friend because uh, I had some training and stuff that I had to get done in Seattle before going up to Anchorage. So we actually went the Airbnb route, had an Airbnb waiting for us because they're flexible. And so I drove from North Carolina. I dropped her off the airport in Raleigh and uh, drove from Raleigh to Seattle and then put my truck on a barge and, and had it sent up. And uh, I packed everything that we wanted to keep that we just didn't want to sell, like uh, our computers. And there were, there were some things of value that, that we weren't ready to part with. So I packed everything into my truck. I had shirts and hoodies and stuff packed inside of pans and pots. And we made the most of that space that we possibly could. And um, kind of a funny story with that is we have two cats. And uh, the plan was to fly with the cats. And you know, no good journey uh, can happen without a few hitches. So I drop Erica off at the airport with both cats and I start my journey. And then I get a phone call 10 minutes later. Well, they can only take one cat. They can't take both cats. So I'm like, oh, no, now I have to drive across the state or across the whole country with with a cat. So that was not expected and presented its own challenges. But because we had said, I had been told initially, I think I had called like four different times, double checking, triple checking, mm -hmm. like quadruple checking. Can I, I can I fly with the cat and can one go in cargo? Yes, yes, yes. I got told mm -hmm. every time I get to the counter that morning and they're like, no. And I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's there's just no. I mean, you did all your due diligence. There's nothing more you can do about that. <laughs> right. You just so, gotta roll with the punches when they happen. So I so I had to make the decision. Okay, which cat am I taking, and which cat is he taking? <laughs> we have one cat where he's been camping with us, and it's more like owning a dog than anything. And he's just he's so chill. So I was like, okay, you're gonna take Bagheera. I'm taking Penelope because Bagheera is gonna sit there and he's gonna love every second of this. I'm like, and she's gonna be loud and obnoxious no matter what route we do. So <laughs> it was an awesome journey. I really enjoyed driving and. It wasn't that bad. I, I put about eight hours a day. I got to Montana and decided to just spend the night and have the have the whole rest of the day to just kind of relax. And so I never felt like I was pressured to get there. Real easy drive. See, saw stuff I never thought I'd see. And um, then I got to Seattle and I, I think it costs for, you know, for a full size truck, I think it costs 2500 to get it barged up, which I thought was pretty reasonable. That's with everything we had on it. So I couldn't have really asked for a, a easier or trip. I think everything worked out is way better than I hoped it would logistically. Yeah, I think I think with looking at the two routes, because I know a lot of people try to pack up their whole house in a U-Haul and then make the drive. I think logistically, I think it's more expensive to keep everything you have and try to move everything that way rather than just looking at starting completely over, which is what we did. And I don't, I don't think we're, I don't even think we've still even 
hit that spot we already would financially like where we would have had we just tried to move everything all at once it kept everything I think the drive and everything I think it financially was worked out a lot better and stuff sells quick too especially if you have a, a good amount of time before you know you're going to be doing it. if you have like I know some people plan this out over years if you have that opportunity man you really could get a, a start on selling some things and really getting back a little bit of what you put into your house so. yeah no that's that's awesome because I mean I hear a lot of people that I mean they'll I've kind of seen the extremes. I've seen the people that like literally have next to nothing when they get up here. And I've seen people where they've got, I mean, I swear they went out and actually bought more stuff when they were moving to Alaska. <laughs> so it's like all their stuff. And it's like, okay, well now we're going to get a lot of Alaska stuff and put that on top of everything that we have. <laughs> It, that, that's the hardest part for me is because like I, I like I love I love to decorate our home and I love to I love to build our home and, and everything in it like it's just it just it helps me relax and so one challenge for us is we're trying to sell everything I'm primarily the person that's selling everything now everything that's going I'm wanting to immediately replace it not just like <laughs> he goes no. So I find myself just walking down the aisles of Hobby Lobby in North Carolina and he goes, Erica, where are you at right now? And I'm just like, uh, he goes, please don't tell me you're in Hobby Lobby. I said, I'm not buying I'm not anything. bringing anything into the house. <laughs> out of the house. <laughs> I'm like, I'm not buying anything. I swear. I'm just, I'm just, I'm wishing. I'm dreaming. <laughs> Challenging limbo period for sure. Absolutely. That you got to deal with. That's, uh, that's for sure. Yeah. yeah months notice roughly um that um whenever we were moving so yeah i think that's about right yeah so we started room by room and i think the last room that we packed up i think was the kitchen just because we used mm -hmm. it every day and then um sometimes you swear somebody's moving stuff into the house that you don't know about because you, you feel like you spent <laughs> a whole day getting stuff sold and moved and then you look and you're like man i still got so much more stuff to, to do <laughs> it's a bit of a challenge but i think well worth it yeah well absolutely so kind of talking about it being well worth it you know what were some of y'all's first impressions when you got up here because i mean you guys are you know not like living in like this really remote off-grid location like you guys are um you know in south central alaska where i mean as far as alaska populations go like people there so what were y'all some some of your first impressions once you got here and actually started living here because i mean the other thing is you guys got here during the winter time so it wasn't even like you showed up in like glorious june or july um, <laughs> no you showed up i think it was was it january february something like january. that <laughs> yeah we were told that we moved at the worst possible time we we're like uh, I would counter that a little bit. I honestly think, looking back, I think January was a good time to move for a lot of reasons. I got the cheapest rates for every hotel I stayed at, off-season rates. Um, the car, I rented, I rented a car for like two or three weeks waiting for my truck to get here. That was the lowest possible rate. Um, I, I think in, in that respect, it worked out pretty well. I mean, there wasn't anything that I didn't have access to in the wintertime that I, that I would have needed. Driving, I think, would have been easier if it was definitely around June because I had like this Chevy. Uh, what was it? What was that car? It was, a, it was a Chevy Spark. Chevy Spark. And I was trying to we got stuck go up hills on <laughs> sheer ice and 
that was fun. But um, other than that, other than a few hitches, um, I think it worked out pretty well. But. And I think, I think realistically, because what we hear is there's a lot of people that'll move up here when the snow melts. So they'll move up here in the summertime. And then they're like, oh, we love it. And then the winter hits and they're not expecting it. They're mm. not expecting the conditions to be as they are. Because that's coming from a big city or a somewhat big city. Um, it, every if it, if it does snow, everything kind of shuts down. And it's only once a, once a year you get a snow in North Carolina. And we held on hope that we'd get some snow. And then yeah, some years you're disappointed. So we were, we're kind of winter oriented. We like winter. We like the snow. And. I think stepping off the plane in January and everything's covered in snow and you look up and you've got all those majestic mountains surrounding you and the frozen ocean, all of it was just, I was awestruck by the beauty immediately. And yeah. We were told that a lot of people will move out of the state after their first winter because it's not what they were expecting. So I think that really helped us with the decision on staying is because mm -hmm. we, we got here, they said where it, it, it snowed the most, they said January, February is the most, the worst months to move. <laughs> like, okay, I can see that. Um, but I think that actually kind of helped us settle into our decision of buying a home and we're like, okay, well, we've seen the winter and we're here for the summer. And I think it's mm -hmm. definitely something we can handle. Yeah. Well, I mean, another really good kind of point for moving here in the January, February timeframe is. I know everyone likes the idea of moving in during the summertime because it's warmer and all this, all this other stuff that goes with it. It's more welcoming, but kind of the downside is that you've got, I mean, you guys know you've done this. Now it's realistically two, two and a half months sometimes to actually get moved in, move out, get moved in, get settled, get situated. And do you want to use those months during the wintertime when it kind of sucks in a lot of ways, or do you want to do that? <laughs> during the summertime when that's like the peak time you want to be getting out and actually doing stuff. Right. Yeah. That's a good, that's a good point. Cause it, it was about summertime when we finally got situated, we got this apartment and we were, uh, we were going to do like month to month or something like that. Cause we were hoping to make a decision on whether we were going to get a house you know, pretty soon into it. We didn't want to rent for too long, but um, yeah, we had, we had a really good summer we got to enjoy from, Having done all that stuff in January, that's true. Yeah, I mean, this was for the most part. It was, I mean, it, kind of a neutral um, kind of summer this time. We had like really glorious June and July, and then it's just been like raining since then. So <laughs> it's it's kind of like balanced out a little bit. Um, Erica, I'm sure you're probably getting some flashbacks to Oregon. <laughs> yeah, so that's that's what I love is um, is. One, it's it's overcast and rainy a lot, but at the same time, I, like I'm getting, I guess living in the south kind of changed a lot of that for me because now I'm just like, okay, I need the sunshine. <laughs> so I don't, I, I don't know. I, it is, it is like flashbacks because living in Oregon, you, you get a lot of rain, and um, so you get more rain than you do really anything else. But <laughs> yeah, I mean, <clears throat> yeah, it's this was one of the most interesting, bizarre summers because on one hand. We were setting records in the number of heat in like the most days um, of having a certain temperature. And then like right after that, you have the, the record setting like wettest August and and um, September. Uh, I guess we're in September now. But yeah, like the, the wettest August we've ever had. <laughs> like, yeah, so we went to the fair and somebody's uh, last weekend or the weekend before and um, somebody's like, yeah, this is the most rainfall that we've had in the past 50 years. We're like, what? <laughs> Yeah, I don't know if it's true, but I, I I think it's 
actually happening because we got our bikes moved up here. And so now we're ready to go bike riding. It decided to just rain forever. So I think it's our fault for bringing the rain. <laughs> that's, that's how it works. That's how it works. Um, I mean, that and I needed to do some yard work, so I'm sure that's not helping either. <laughs> At least it's, it's, you can do a lot in this kind of rain. It's, it's very much unlike the East Coast rains that we're used to. And the East Coast, it'll just dump for, you know, a few hours and then it, it's, it's over. But here it's just that, you know, you don't really get soaked standing out in this kind of rain. I don't feel like I, I work outside in the rain sometimes. And, you know, rarely do I even need to go grab my rain jacket, even if it's drizzling. Cause it's just not a, it's not a, you know, it's not a downpour. Yeah, I mean, honestly, I, I kind of miss the downpours that you have in places like um, like Texas. Like I just got back from Florida a little bit ago and I was in a meeting, came out. I mean, it was just, you know, typhoon going on outside. And it was like, man, I forgot just how much I missed that because it's more of like a spectator sport at that point. It's not just, oh, it's raining like it's it's yeah. entertaining. Yeah. <laughs> And then you sleep so much better just carrying it on the house or wherever you're at. It is. You don't have to work in it. It is really nice to watch watch a good storm. Yeah, exactly. So what are some things about Alaska houses that maybe you guys weren't aware of before that, you know, was kind of a surprise and um, might be a little bit different from what you guys were used to? Uh, the first thing I noticed was that this, the styles between houses seem to to vary pretty greatly. I, I don't know. In the East Coast, it seemed like they were a lot more cookie cutter. They stuck to one particular style over the other. And Alaskans seem to have a very unique taste per house. Just something I noticed. Yeah. One thing I noticed is kind of like the first house we looked at is the primary, the primary part of the first level was garage. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, and then you got had tiny rooms. And then upstairs is the big living area where with our home in North Carolina, the garage was on one side of the house um, downstairs, but right behind it, you have the kitchen and you have the living room and your whole entertainment space on the first level. And then all the bedrooms were upstairs. And then here I've noticed that there's a lot more split level homes, like what we're buying. And um, it's just, it, it's they're just different styles that it's just not something we're used to. I know in talking to the guys at work, there's a lot of considerations that, that I hadn't even begun to think about when, when I first got here. Uh, some of the guys were, were talking about there's earthquakes in certain parts that, that that could have been affected by different earthquakes that have happened over the years. Um, they were talking about areas of anchorage that I guess there was an area of anchorage that was a swamp before. And so they you would probably know a lot more about that than me. But uh, he was saying there's an area where everybody has sump pumps in their basements because of the moisture from the swamp. And it just seems to be a lot of environmental factors that that you, you just wouldn't know if you hadn't, you know, networked, talked to people and asked around and found out. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I, I know exactly where you're talking about. I'm not going to name them, but I do not get the appeal of that area. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, not going to name them though, because that's rude. But, <laughs> but yeah, no, totally. I, I really do get that. Um, some pumps are definitely a big deal. And I mean, it's not just for the rain, but it's also during the breakup when we have all this snow, you know, two, three, four feet worth of snow that melts over the course of a couple months. And then you've got all that water settling into the ground. And so that's why, you know, you're going to see a lot of these um, sump pumps 
They're going to be working pretty hard during the breakup season. All right. But that's, that's definitely good to know. So what are some things you guys have done over the summer? Because luckily you've been able to, we're able to get most of the moving stuff done, um, at least for getting up here initially. And uh, yeah, I guess you guys are going to be moving in during the fall time into the house house now. So Man, you guys really timed that out perfectly. <laughs> Enjoy the summer. <laughs> We're happy to beat the snow. We'll be able to be all, you know, all installed in our new house and enjoy the first few snowballs. So, oh, I'm so excited for that because our apartment only has two windows, and the room that I work in has no windows. <laughs> so I'm excited to actually see the first snowfall and just like look outside and just be kind of in awe of it. Gonna be amazing. <laughs> Yeah, looking forward to that. Yeah, well, that's that's awesome. But um, so you guys went to the fair. Um, what else have you done this summer that you would recommend people check out once they get here? The hikes, I think, were for me the best. And uh, to be honest, this summer I've been working a lot because you know, we did start deciding that we wanted to move into a house pretty quick. So I started picking up a lot of overtime. But we have had time to go out and do some hikes with uh some some of our church friends and you know everybody was like oh let's go do this hike let's go do that and we've, we've done some hikes in Girdwood and um just some at the at the peaks up there and it's just it it's wild getting up there and you're looking down at everything and you, you almost don't feel like you're you're that high up <laughs> until you get up there and, and it, it's it's some beautiful hikes here with the Thunderbird Falls. That was pretty cool to see. We, we that saw that while it was still covered nice. And mm. The hikes are world-class, I would say. Um, that's what we've done most. I took some, uh, I had some buddies come up and we rented some ATVs and went out to the Knick Glacier. And that was probably the most fun I've had. Um, dying to get an ATV now. <laughs> that was a blast. <laughs> Driving all the way, all the way down to that. Yeah, and then we've also, so we've done the fair, and then we've also done the uh, Scottish Highland Games. That was mm -hmm. fun. The fairs um, are a lot of fun. It's it's such nice weather in, in uh, the summer, and a good time to be outside. Yeah, and then I think also this summer, I think we went to the gun show in, was it Wasilla? Mm -hmm. So we've been trying to drive around a little bit, a little bit more. <laughs> we haven't done as much as we'd like to, for sure, because we just got here, we're just trying to, get get established so we're definitely looking forward to we're, we're making a list of things to do next summer for sure going down to maybe uh seward and homer and seeing some of those places maybe doing some fishing oh i can't wait for the fishing <laughs> yeah. yeah well i mean speaking of the fishing like we have the the client appreciation barbecue every year where we you know raffle off a free halibut trip for two so you know, oh. make sure yeah make sure that's on your on your calendar for next year it is now <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. I'll, I'll have my people talk with your people. That sounds good. <laughs> All right. So let's see. Let's go and do this real quick. What are, from your perspective, what are some of the pros and some of the cons you've noticed so far from, from living up here in Alaska? Um, I'll start. Uh, a pro is that you can go outside with a camera and pretty much 360, you've got just beautiful photos like you almost can't take a bad picture up here and, and I like that quite a bit um a con I think would be uh the expense I think things are quite a bit more expensive like uh, we haven't been eating as eating out as much as we did on the east coast but um in some ways I think it's been kind of good for us we've kind of forced us into um 
learned how to make more on our own and that's that's been good yeah it's definitely been um like with the meal planning and stuff like that it's just it's definitely kind of been difficult like I, I feel i definitely feel the inflation with some groceries it's, yeah it's hard <laughs> to know how much of that's inflation and how much of it's just being the cost there. of living up here so mm -hmm. I, i'm not exactly sure yeah, but I definitely because I noticed the price for prices were increasing in North Carolina for grocery trips before we moved. But uh, definitely out here, it's like I'm not I'm I'm definitely not used to spending sixty bucks on just like a couple things that mm -hmm. would normally cost me maybe twenty thirty. I'm like whoa, <laughs> so it's it's been weird on the planning financially side of how to do everything and budget it's it's been i think it's probably that is i would say common. it's not near as bad as i thought it would be because everybody mentions expense and in, in the pros and cons and I, I don't think it was quite as bad as we thought it was going to be no it's not as bad it made you feel it but it's not it's I, mm -hmm. for what pe people we, we were hearing stories that people are like oh it's 15 dollars for mm -hmm. a gallon of milk i was like where <laughs> I think yeah sometimes. it's like i mean i i just came from barrow like from this this past week too, because that's what I did. I went from Anchorage to Barrow, Barrow to to South Florida, because you know, of course, that's the route everybody takes. But <laughs> I went to the uh, the grocery store while I was in Barrow, and yeah, it was twelve ninety nine for a gallon of milk up there. I think it's definitely a location on where you're at, because that year, I mean, they can't get supplies as easy as Anchorage can. So, and I bought a gallon of milk for three ninety nine here. So, yeah, the prices, mm. I believe, it can be can be. More. And that's where we had to learn to be a little more discerning when we were watching videos and stuff about moving up here. I think some people's video channels, they didn't, they 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 weren't uh, making their videos specifically about one place or another. It's almost like they were talking about your moving off to Barrow and that's where you're going to be living and so they talk about like prices for that but the video says Anchorage and <laughs> yeah I've I've noticed and I'm not going to throw specific people under the bus but I've noticed there's definitely some sensationalization that goes on with with prices so Absolutely. but I mean yeah Alaska is just such an enormous state it's like saying well you know we're not going to move to we're not going to move to um uh, let's say Florida because the prices are insane over in Tennessee. Like that's, it's kind of what you have with a lot of the price right. differences across the state. Exactly. Yeah. And oh. then another thing is, is like the food. Um, <laughs> there was a lot of stuff that was saying, Oh, there's no good, there's no good food out here. And I'm going to say no restaurants. I was like, what? Restaurants and, are very good. And we, they are, they are so good. We miss Mexican food because <laughs> we have not found one that, Kind of compares what we're used to but other than <laughs> that the food is it's amazing <laughs> oh i mean you know once you guys are in eagle river like you're gonna have like a mexican restaurant around every single corner <laughs> <laughs> looking forward to that yes. like it is honestly it's it's pretty saturated but you know the the margin is so much less for a mexican restaurant so they they survive a whole lot better <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah, we have we had one place that was that was it was our go-to, and then so it's like we kind of compare it, and but and then um, on the offside, like the Chinese food where we came from was not it. It was okay, but it wasn't like the best. But which is like we flopped, and we're like it's a good change. <laughs> <laughs> so definitely different. So, but I think so, and, and I think a lot of the this some people's cons are other people's pros. And they talked about like the isolation and things like that. People talk about. It. I think it, it's kind of cool being up here. It's kind of the tip of civilization. The pace of life really 
uh, shows from that. It's very slow paced and uh, I like it up here as far as, and that could be a con for some people moving up here that's used to some of the metropolises down there. And, I definitely love that there's I not as many a, people and to hear people complain about rush hour and it takes you an extra three traffic, to five minutes to get somewhere. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, I'd much rather wait three to five minutes where I would come home in the middle of rush hour and it takes me 20 minutes to get to work, but takes me over an hour to get home because I'm just stuck in traffic. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, I mentioned before, but just came from South Florida and I'm pretty sure I have PTSD from driving that <laughs> Miami traffic. Holy cows. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I came home from South Carolina a few weeks ago just from visiting, and I Sean didn't go with me, so I had to run a rent a car, and I don't drive up here, but um, had to drive down there, and I told him I'm just like I don't ever want to drive again. I don't know how I did that before, but I don't want to do it again. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's awesome. So, do you guys have any final thoughts, comments, tips that you would offer to people who are thinking about moving up here? Um, definitely plan it and. I would make a list and a, a, a timeline of when you want to do it and definitely compare costs. Don't get overwhelmed by all the to-do list yeah. things you have to do. There's a lot of things to do, but just take it a day at a time. Just relax. And I think a, a good advice that we didn't take would be to come up here and probably visit first, yeah. especially in the off season. <laughs> we cold Turkey moved up here. That would probably be a good idea to at least see it if possible, but yeah, that, uh, that was very bold. It worked out, but that was very <laughs> bold. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't recommend it, but it worked out in our favor. Oh, yeah. But. Outstanding. Well, guys, again, I really appreciate you taking the time to kind of share your insights and your experience. 